thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. Closing in on 10 to 8 here on SAFM. How's it? I'm Michelle Constant, if you have just joined. We're looking at some of the stories that took place this week. Now, obviously, the collapse of um, the SVB or Silicon Valley Bank in the States was something which had uh, huge ramifications, not just on the bank itself, but certainly on other banks. We started to see uh, ripple effects in uh, the uh, banking sector in the States. And then we saw it uh, move into Credit Suisse in in, uh, Europe. But also we have to look at what does the collapse of a bank which focuses on young entrepreneurs and investors uh, impact and what is that impact on global tech? On the line is Wesley DePoco from Fast Company. He's the South African editor-in-chief. Wesley, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thank you, Michelle, for having me. I'm looking forward to uh, have this conversation with you. You know, Wesley, I was listening to uh, a series of interviews with um, some young investors from India, and they were talking about uh, the impact of the closure of the Silicon Valley Bank and what that meant for them in terms of their business. And I found that kind of interesting because I was kind of like, wow, you don't realize that it has that kind of impact and moves that far afield. And then I heard even closer to home uh, some people from South Africa talking about the impact it had meant for them as well. Talk to us about that. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Um, Obviously, I mean, it's been a week, I think. Uh, A lot has happened since then. To some extent, government has come in to kind of... uh, know, uh, uh, soften the, the blow if you want. So, uh, you know, it was interesting. I think it was on a Friday. I walked into a coffee shop, a coffee shop I frequent where I think some of the tech people came to come in as well. Yeah. And then I spoke to one particular gentleman and he was so depressed from the way I looked at him in a way. And then his company was actually impacted by this. So you can imagine I'm here in South Africa and the story that's making headlines is, is actually something that I could easily talk to someone who is talking to people in the U.S. about it. So, so yes, it, 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 did have, it did have that kind of impact. And the reason for that is because some of the companies that are local and some of them in India, the tech startups, have investors who are based in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um, and, and, and those investors tend to require that the companies they invest in bank in the U.S. and in, in, in this case, in particular, Silicon Valley Bank. And this is part of the reason why you've seen the, the, this kind of impact going beyond just the U.S. So let's let, sort of, let me tease that out a little bit for someone who doesn't work in the tech sector. So yeah. let's imagine that I have a small company here and... I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I would be doing, actually, yeah, as a tech yeah. person. But explain what the process would be that would end up with me have being impacted, maybe dramatically even, by something like the crash of the Silicon yeah. Valley Bank. So uh, let's say, if, I think, if you take that analogy further, you are in health tech. And yeah. uh, your, your health tech company is a company that is seen globally as a company that is a a potential, you know, say, uh, is a huge potential uh, going forward, and therefore you would have uh, gone around to request investment, and 
also visited the U.S. or even locally, we have let's say investors coming in the country to invest yeah. at a local startup. So at some point, you get an investment from a, an investor based in the U.S. That investor would have, uh, in most cases, would have would request uh, a startup to have some form of registration in the U.S. So there's a place called Delaware. Yeah, and 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 that, that's part that's partly to take care of regulatory issues. That tends to be an issue in some countries, and in particular in South Africa, we have we have some regulations that force at least some investors to to want to invest to to, to want to be based in the U.S. Avoid intellectual property issues that tend to emanate from companies that are based here. So you are now a U.S.-based company, a registered company by virtue of the fact that we have this investor. Now, this investor serves on your board by virtue of having investments in your company. And one of the requirements, maybe even before you actually get the investments, is that you now will give you, let's say, $2 million, and you will now be requested to have that money uh, banked in the U.S. Yeah. And being in Silicon Valley, there are so many banks and this particular bank tended to be more friendlier to these type of companies because of the way it operates. Uh, you know, so 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 it's interesting actually that part a lot because most of these VCs tended to have their companies banking with the Silicon Valley Bank. So that's how this story would have unfolded. And of course, now that you have the situation of this bank being under pressure in terms of being able to or at least people taking money out of it, you now had a potential for this bank not being able to pay depositors back their yeah. money, which would mean that as someone who had money, let's say you wanted to pay staff this month, you would probably be unable to do so. And it would have, and you probably have, let's say, about 50% of your money, or at least in some companies, most of their money invested, at least banking with this bank, which was one of the worst things that, one could imagine about a company just banking with one bank, which is something that shouldn't be. I mean, you should bank obviously with one bank, but sorry, with multiple banks um, to avoid uh, such situations. So I suppose the big question is um, do we need to start thinking about how the finance, I mean, I don't know enough about banking and that kind of thing, but how we look at the financial systems and financial services, I mean, globally, not just locally, but globally as well. And, you know, do we need to be more careful about the kinds of banks that we're putting our money into? So if we look at, you know, the Silicon Valley Bank, I mean, they were obviously catering for a very specific group of people and very specific group of organizations. And do we need to take a longer, harder look at those particular banks? Yeah. So obviously, I'm not a banking uh, sort of uh, uh, sort of expert myself, but sort of wisdom, or just to be wise in this case, is that I mean, there's always risks in, in any situation. Um, and what I know is that you obviously don't want to bank with one institution. That's one uh, lesson that we should learn from this. Um, of course, there are regulations that ought to govern banks, uh, like for instance. Um, the banks are expected to, 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 to have reserves that 
can ensure that um, if anything were to happen, they would be able to pay back depositors. And South Africa is, is great at that. Uh, it has such regulations that make sure that we don't necessarily have such situations. And it's interesting that BBS, you remember with BBS, had a similar situation as well. Yeah. To some um, bad actors, if you want. So, yes, I think uh, ultimately we have responsibility as people who utilize these banks as to how we invest our money. That's the most important thing. And I think I think the point you're making is, yes, you need regulations to avoid such situations. But I think for me, what, what, I, what, what one learns from this, and this is important for tech entities, is that when you sit at the table with an investor, it's important to understand, yes, you may feel powerless uh, in the sense that you need money for these companies to invest. There are things, I think, uh, you know, startup founders ought to be very shrewd about it and not accept everything that their funders tell them to do. In this case, for instance, you know, no one should allow a situation where they are told you shall invest in this bank and only with this bank type of situation. Yeah. And, and, and I think, uh, I think that's, that's one, I suppose, lesson, that's one of the few lessons that we want to learn from this. Um, I think going forward, uh, maybe, you know, we, we need to have banks that are more friendlier to these kind of entities so that if something of this nature were to happen again, they would be able to still survive and not have a situation where now it's over for them as if we would have had a situation if the, the U.S. government had not come in. I mean, of course, there is this whole idea of like how we look at the um, the tech sector and the, the the concept of the unicorn, and perhaps yeah. as as the tech sector, we need to be a little bit more strategic uh, and not be so freaking out there as the unicorns. Maybe you could just talk to that as well. Yeah, you know, um, people who in the banking sector are, that have reached out to me have spoken about this element of greed because some there are some experts who know who knew about. Some of the, 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 the weaknesses within Silicon Valley Bank, and I think yeah. because of you know the lax type of nature of this bank, it was easier for them to, to stick around. And, and I think from the perspective of a, a founder, I really think they didn't really have much say, you know, because of the requirements by the founders. And I think that's the point here, is that um, the, the, the control of VCs of tech companies, or tech startup companies, is something that we, we also need, I think, to look at, you know, I think, beyond just banking, the, the other issues as well. I mean, just think of this scenario that I just painted of a South African company that has to now go and register in the U.S. I have spoken about this before in terms yeah. of intellectual property in South Africa, to some extent, living in the country. And that's a requirement that we should turn to place on companies. So I think for me, just beyond banking, is this relationship between uh, VCs and tech founders as to how, who, uh, how do we balance it in such a way that you don't end up in situations that favors more the people who are after money in these companies, but uh, focus more on value and ensuring that uh, everyone is happy and not have a situation where you have one party winning at the end of the day and the other losing. Because ultimately, what actually also driven this Silicon Valley Bank is actually VC. There's one VC who called his companies to take out their money, which just caused everyone to panic. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's the other aspect to this that I think um, you also need to look into is the, the control of VCs in this space. Wesley Dipoko, thank you so much for joining us. Fast Company, South African editor in chief.
and looking at uh, the Silicon Valley Bank collapse and how it uh, it's a huge fat ecosystem. So uh, the collapse of that particular bank, what it means to South Africans who are working in the tech uh, sector right now and uh, how we need to uh, make sure that uh, all those networks are kept safe and also IP is also kept safe as well. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for the news. Good morning.